Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sport Podcast. Quick hitter episode four. And guys, we weren't planning on doing a quick hitter, but after all the flurry of free agency that the Detroit Lions did in the first 48 hours of the new league year, me and the Merc Zone just decided that we had to jump on. So once again, I would like to introduce the IAR team. Of course, I am the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, and with me as always is the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. How you doing? I'm right here and I'm good. All right, man. All right. Well, obviously, conspicuous by her absence, the brain, Emily Merkel. She doesn't like to do these quick hitters all the time with us because uh, she's kind of a butt. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna charge on without her. But Mike, there is so much to talk about. There's so many possibilities. 100%. First off, let's just let's just jump right into it. The big fish, right? We talked about it with uh, Kyle when he was here a couple we- last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about it again last week on the show. Trey Flowers officially Detroit is gonna be officially Detroit Lion yep. probably tomorrow mm-hmm. as of Wednesday when the new league year officially allows people to sign free agents. Five years, ninety million dollars, eighteen million average, you know, per season. I'm gonna be one of the highest paid defensive linemen in the league, one of the, you know, highest guarantees in the league. I think it was fifty six million guaranteed. Just give me your overall thoughts on Trey Flowers coming to Detroit. I mean, it is a big um it is a big, mm-hmm. big pickup there. Mm-hmm. It's one of our biggest in the last couple years too. Oh yeah. And um Kyle must be bummed because he didn't want Trey Flowers, he wanted Jared Cook <laughs> Really, really bad. Yeah, right? really it's, so, still it's still a possibility. It's still a possibility. Well, actually, what we're going to talk you about later. You hang in there, Kyle. <laughs> it's probably not a possibility after what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what happened after. Right, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Trey Flowers is a great addition to the team. And it also helps because I think it's going to balance out the team a little bit because mm-hmm. when you have someone like Hand, who's on his rookie deal still, yep. and yep. we just signed Aquara, but he's yep. not on a huge deal. Nope. So he's really just like the anchor. He's almost like Ziggy, where he was like an anchor yeah, piece. Yeah, he's going to fill money. that Ziggy slot. Yeah, Absolutely. He's going to like, he's like the anchor piece of all the money on the D line, but that's like it. Right. For the most part. And anyway. that's the thing, too. And we're going to hit on this just a little bit later on, but obviously this impacts the draft a little bit, where theoretically you could still take the best pass rusher, the best defensive, like an Ed Oliver, right? Yeah. If they want to take Rashawn Gary, which I'm going on record right now and saying I do not Rashawn, do not want Rashawn Gary. So, um, but the point being is that now this, even if they now, if they double up and take a pass rusher, right, if they take Montez Sweat at eight, right, mm-hmm. now you're able to split. Now that contract doesn't look as bad because now you think about, okay, now I'm paying like nine and a half million for mm-hmm. two guys rather than I'm paying $18 million, yeah, you know Exactly. I mean? You can split and, it up and it makes it look a lot Right. Now, obviously, let's bring up the other names that they signed. They signed Danny Amendola early on Monday morning uh, to a one-year $4.5 million deal up to worth around $5.7. Um, former Patriot, obviously. And we're going to hit the whole Patriot conspiracy thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed Justin Coleman, a slot corner from yep. Seattle, uh, for nine or for ninety million dollars a year, right? Four mm-hmm. years, thirty-six million, and Jesse James, the tight end from Pittsburgh Steelers, six foot seven, really good blocking tight end. Probably going to be your number two tight end theoretically Absolutely, going yeah. forward. Um, he signed a deal worth I think it was like five years. I think twenty-eight million. I think is around the time. I think is around the mm-hmm. around the money there. So these contracts they're backloaded at least for what we've seen so far and obviously Zach Zenner too who they just re-signed as well into a one year deal I know some people are thinking he could be a running back RB2 to back up carry on I don't know I think he'd be more of a 3 yeah I think he's going to be a 3 there's some running backs out there obviously not the big fish Le'Veon Bell he's not coming to Detroit but Mark Ingram still possibly if the Balt if Baltimore does land Le'Veon Bell right Mark Ingram could be in play I know mm-hmm. the Lions were still in play for him it's obviously going to depend on the money um, you've got guys out there too who maybe could probably fit that role or they could draft somebody obviously as well but 
Uh, those are the big names right now that they signed as of this recording. And I just got to say, first off, what a difference, right? Last year we were sitting here this time talking about, okay, we signed Devin Kennard, mm-hmm. we signed Christian Jones, and we franchise tag Ziggy Ansa. And we just, we're sitting there, we're sitting on our hands, just waiting for the next domino to fall, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and nothing ever came. You know what I mean? Like Garrett Blunt came. Oh boy, you know? And Luke Wilson came later on in like wave two, wave three of free agency. So we didn't have that big splash signing. And the best thing I think about all these these signings, right, even Zach Zenner included, who fits not only a, a running back spot, but also is really good on special teams. You, address, you addressed needs, and it felt like to me, and, I, and I'll get your opinion here, it felt like to me they had a board, and they went, okay, boom, 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 right? Yes. They said, all right, we need a pass rusher. Let's go get the best one we can, right? Yeah. It, it, it benefits us that we know who he is and what he's about, right? Mm-hmm. We Okay, we got killed in the slot all year last year, right? We didn't have a solid corner to man the middle of the field, right? Yeah. Our linebackers can't cover very well anyway, so let's help them out. We're going to go get one of the best slot corners and make them the highest paid. Mm-hmm. Bam. We had no tight ends last year, no tight end production. Let's go get the best tight end in free agency that we can. Bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? We needed a slot receiver. Okay. Then we don't want to pay an Adam Humphreys four years, $36 million for a slot receiver. Yeah. So instead, we're going to pay for a guy like Amendola who's, yeah, he's up there in age. Right, mm-hmm. a one-year deal. He's gonna know how to win. Right, he's played with Patricia. Right, he it's that patriot mentality. We're gonna go get him. Right, he's yeah. gonna be a leader in the locker room. I, I mean, for me, I just looked at it and I go, okay. If nothing else, you you patch some holes here. Yeah. In two days, I think that everything they did when you went on record a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were like, what were the five biggest needs that they needed? Right. And when you list them, right, the four that they got were mm-hmm. four of the five that we needed, absolutely. which is absolutely fantastic. Right. I think Amendola is a perfect fit for a year, maybe two, mm-hmm. depending on the wide receiver situation. Yep. This gives you time to you can work with those three with him, Kenny, and Marvin. Right. He can work the slot all the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then next next offseason you can go sign one or you can go get one in free agency to replace right. him. Yep. He's very replaceable. He's not gonna be your guy for like five years. No, of course. Very yeah, he's a Matt Stafford security blanket. Now yep. obviously he's gonna fill the Golden Tate role, but he's not Golden Tate. We can yes. all agree that they're they're different. But if you're uh, if you're a Brandon Powell fan, right, mm-hmm. this gives you a chance where he can sit under the learning tree against a guy who's had some sort of success, yes. right? He's 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 33 years old and he's still in the league. That mm-hmm. that's got to mean something, right? So he's gonna learn under that tree where you do not have to rely upon a guy at this point. I, you're getting to the point now where there's going to be pressure to win. I think we can both agree that with these moves being made and and because these the way these contracts are kind of backloaded, at least the Jesse James deal is, the the uh, Trey Flowers deal is, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know the numbers officially yet on Justin Coleman as of this recording. But point being, because they're kind of pushing some of this back-end money later on, you know, I know Trey Flowers, I think years three and four make like, he makes like $23 million. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's a lot of money. So... They're obviously feeling the pressure to win now. Do you think that this is an automatic, this has to be a playoff team now? Right? Oh, yeah, I mean, by the end of this, by the end of the draft, there, this needs to be a playoff football this team. This absolutely has to be. Yeah. And I think the the thing that you get here is if you really front load and you can start winning now, you can get more help mm-hmm. because people want to come here right. if you start getting to the playoffs. Like, an example is the Rams where they front load 
and this past season they get to the Super Bowl. Yep. They don't win it, but now guys are like, hey, I'll take pay cuts. Hey, I'll go to the Rams right. to help them because they're a bona fide team. Right. If the Lions can just stack up on all these contracts, mm-hmm. but they're not getting paid the front load, yep. it's all in the back, it's all in three years that they yep. get their big cuts, yep. then you can get guys for cheaper to come here to help you guys like right. obtain the Super right. Bowl, which is ultimate goal. Exactly, and I think that right now, obviously you don't win championships in March, right? We all, we, we I hear that all the time and I get it, right? But this, because of the stark contrast this between last year and this year, I think a lot of Lions fans are just relieved that we're not sitting there, right? I yeah. mean, you made all this, you cut a lot of people People created a lot of room. You address some major needs, right? Now, I want to address a couple of the things, a couple of the criticisms that that have been kind of going towards the team, right? Number one is the Patriot thing, right? Yeah. And everyone's saying, okay, well, you know, you know, Bob Quinn, Matt Trisha, they're Patriot guys. They're just going to sign every Patriot cast off, mm-hmm. you know, that there is. I want to really take a, take a look at this though. Name me a guy, right, where th- that they that you know you're a new head coach. What are you gonna do? You're gonna bring guys in that are gonna fit your scheme, that mm-hmm. you're gonna know, that you know, are gonna play for you, that understand who you are, how you coach, yeah. what the expectations are. Right? I don't. I'm not necessarily all aboard. Like, I don't want to sign every Patriot. Right? Like, if they come out tomorrow and they sign Eric Rowe, I'm not gonna be jumping for joy. Right? Mm-hmm. Do I think it's a possibility? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm not gonna bash them because they went and got Trey Flowers just because. He's Trey Flowers and he played for the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. right? I'd be just as thrilled about it if he had the same output as if he played for Baltimore yeah. or Pittsburgh or Green Bay or Chicago or mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah, to me, at the end of the day, it just depends on how you play. Right. It's not like where you came from. Exactly. Listen, at the point where if Patricia goes to Baltimore next year, if right. he goes to any team right. and he becomes a head coach and say like someone like... Darius Slay goes in a free agency. Yeah. You're gonna go target him. Right. Devin Kennard goes in free agency. You're gonna go target him. Right. It's just like how like exactly it's, like exactly. every coach does it. It's right. just and, you know, and like, I think and I think you know, guys, you know I've I've heard some local radio stations you know they complain that you know that this that they're gonna become a boring football team like these moves are gonna be a, that they're a boring football. I won't. Team. I'm not gonna say boring, but I do think that you're gonna see a lot of thirteen to ten games. Yeah. Which, right. I mean, to me, it's not boring because right. I'm so invested into it. Right. Like the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we're so invested into it because it's like any time it could change. Right. That those One games moment. Are, right. Yeah, those games are interesting, mm-hmm. but to a, they're not going to be 45-42 shootouts. No. We're, we'll never get into right. a game like and that. And that's what your plan is. And that's the funny thing, right, is that people have always clamored for the longest time that we've never had a good defense, right? Mm-hmm. The one year we went 11-5, our defense was top five in the league, right? Yes. And we really should have won that playoff game at the end of the day. Yes. Point being is that if if we're really taking if we're taking an honest approach regardless of what you think of Matthew Stafford right mm-hmm. point being if you're going to give him a good defense you're going to build this defense up you've got a defensive minded head coach who's going to make a commitment right to being able to stop the run the bend but don't break we're not going to give up a ton of points we're not going to give up big yeah. plays right we're going to give you a running back we're going to invest in the offensive line Right, and we're gonna get a guy who's gonna challenge you and make you do things you've never done before. Right, you know this guy has talent. Yes. It's statistically proven. It, it it's it's just what it is. Right, it's just that's just the cold hard reality, folks. He's a good quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying is he top five. No, is he top ten? That's debatable. Point being, mm-hmm. now imagine what can happen when you have a good quarterback mm-hmm. with a good defense. You know what yes. you get wins at Correct. the end of the day you get wins russell wilson is a good quarterback right mm-hmm. when you have you know i mean you when you have guys like 
you know, Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate as your leading receivers. Nobody knew who the hell Golden Tate was in this town until he signed here. Remember when he signed, right? I was like, wow, six years, $31 million for Golden Tate. What has he done, right? It was one of the best free agent signings this team's ever had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To me, the criticism of, okay, well, we're not going to win anyway, and we're not going to be able to win the way they're building this team. What about, yeah, maybe they want to make a commitment to run the football. Yes, I agree with that. But also having the ability to have a quarterback who can make every throw at the same time, Mm-hmm. I think that only makes you better and more yes. a complete football team. Well, here's the problem with the Lions, and I guess we can get into this, I guess, more yeah. since we, we're going to talk about it. I think their most impressive win of the year this past season, they yeah. only won five. Right. Their most impressive by far was the New England game. Yeah. And you can go in depth. We right. watched the game, and you can say, how did they win? Well, their defense had like seven three and outs early, and they won time of possession like 22 minutes to like 12 minutes mm-hmm. in the first half or something. Yep. yep. And. I, people go, well, that was boring. It was 10 to 3 at halftime. Right. But did they win the game? Right. Yes. Yeah, they at the end, of, 10, at right. the end of the day, you can have Stafford throw six interceptions. If, you have, if you're winning 13 to 10, yeah. you win the game. Right. You're a win column, and it doesn't matter. Exactly. If you go into a big playoff game and mm-hmm. he throws five interceptions, but you win the game 17 14 somehow. Look, you want a game. Right, yeah. Uh, you and don't have to. It's that, not. That's a great point, right? Everybody's always, the the, the biggest knock is, okay, well, Stafford is a stat pusher, right? His yeah. stats look great, but we haven't won anything. Now what you're saying is you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? Yes. Well, I, I guess my thing is this. I, at being a Stafford guy, which mm-hmm. I am, it's been well documented at this point. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're all, I think, to the point where it's like, okay, that's great, but where's the wins now? Right? If they go ten and six next year, okay, mm-hmm. they sneak in or they somehow manage to win the division, what whatever the whatever the case may be, and they win a playoff game, is anybody gonna care about any any how no. they do it? At the end no. of the day, do we care that they win thirteen to ten? No. Do we care that Stafford only threw for two hundred and ten yards a touchdown and then that's it, right? You know, like I don't care yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. I think you can't have a high explosive offense and have the best defense in the league. Really, at the same time. look at look at any team that's ever wins like the Patriots. No one goes, man. They the way they do is just so boring. Like yeah, everyone right. loves watching them exactly. play, or you hate watching exactly. them play, and you because have, you hate the team and their hate, success. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like it's one of two, but you know, like you can't just say right. once you like once you start winning. It's that's what it is. Yeah, know? and that's the thing. And and the moves that they've made, right? You got you got the best pass rusher in free agency. He knows he fit your scheme. I also want to throw this one out here too. The Lions were in talks with Anthony Barr. Okay, I want to bring this up just uh, just as a side point here because then there was an SI article basically saying that Detroit is one of the worst places to come. That nobody wants to come here, right? For yeah. bevy of reasons, weather, nightlife, you know, the organization, what have you, right? People have said they don't want to play for Matt Patricia, right? That's that's a common thing that came out this year. Anthony Barr, as many of you guys know, right? Free agent, going to re-sign with the Minnesota Vikings. He was yeah. going to be a Jet for about 24 hours. He backed out. He's going back to Minnesota, right? And the number one thing that he said about wanting to come to Detroit and why he was here is because he was so in love with Matt Patricia yeah. and what he's able to do defensively, right? So the fact that Anthony Barr was our backup plan to Trey Flowers tells me that they had they have a very clear concept of their needs, mm-hmm. and they went out and they said, I, "We're not screwing around. We have the money, right? We're gonna push the chips into the middle of the table." And I think they know they need to win. Yes. I think now we're in what year four of the Bob Quinn experiment. Yes, this needs to be the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I am saying you need to make the playoffs. You need to not embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that's too much to ask at this point. You know what it's I mean? Not- right? I mean. You fired Jim Caldwell 
to bring in your guy. Yeah. You've had four years now. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of time. For the most part, too, I didn't have much. The only problems I ever had with Patricia this year yeah. that I can like recall off the top of my head was right. the first game, obviously, when he that just definitely looked. He looked like he didn't know what he was going to do disaster. there. Yeah. But after that, I mean, I guess the Dallas game, mm-hmm. he kind of he lost his defense a little bit, and then there was like moments in the season. But overall, I mean, you go play the Rams. And it looked like there's a sliver of hope, mm-hmm. especially when you had like 15 injuries going yeah. into the game. Up until the fourth quarter, I thought yeah, they're right in it. Yeah, you know what I mean? and like all these top tier, the Patriots, you go out and you beat by double digits. Mm-hmm. Like you're going out and he's playing. Their defense is great for what it was last year. Right. Now you're adding his pieces in there, which is why I think if you give it a year or two, he's going to start adding. Yep. The drafts have been what he got, they got to Sean Hand. Yep. Look what he's doing, Kenny Galladay. What look what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If you give him mm-hmm. some time together i think they can do great things absolutely absolutely and i think that for the first time in a long time i do feel like there's a plan right yeah time is going to tell us whether or not it's a good plan or not right but Mm -hmm. at least if nothing else there's a plan right we're not cleveland we're not switching gms every five you know every two three four years where there's a commitment to the plan and they're going to do it and and i want to bring up another thing too is the replacement of some of the veteran players. TJ Lang obviously being cut. Glover Quinn got cut. Nevin Lawson got cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden Tate was traded earlier in the year. Um, a lot of people have said, okay, you got rid of all the Caldwell stable of, of leaders, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if, my, if, if they're bringing in guys who understand what it takes not only to win, but understand who Matt Patricia is and what they're trying to achieve in the process that they need to go mm-hmm. through, right? I'm all for it. Yeah. Right? Like, at the end of the day, I don't care that TJ Lang was a locker room leader at the end of the day. Right? Like, appreciate you coming here. I think he played well when he was on the field. Right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you can't help me win, I don't need you anymore. Yes. We're at we're at a situation now. It's no longer we're climbing up the mountain hoping to hoping to be there. It's you need to be there. Yes. You've got you you've say you need more playmakers. You went and got some playmakers. You yeah. went and made an, a splash that the biggest one you could possibly have made. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you invested in spots to where you said, okay, we're gonna go do it. You yeah. Know? When you throw, out, they do have a plan because everyone that they let go yeah. and everybody that left the team this year, besides you could argue TJ Ling, but I think they have plan for that also because mm-hmm. we haven't seen the draft or the rest right. of free agency but they've met every single need that they let go so right. far right you you get rid of glover quinn yep. you got tracy walker right yep. there helping you. everyone scratched their head saying why are they taking a safety in the third round we got glover we just signed glover to an extension yep. they just signed quandre and now look at yeah now we, we got, got a starter you get rid of golden Tate. you train for a third round oh what is he doing he gets danny amendola fills that spot exactly. right back up right you know you get rid of ziggy on oh he's and he was getting paid a lot now you just got trey flowers you got trey flowers for upgrade. one million dollars more than you were paying ziggy last year and the production is not even close right you get rid of nevin lawson who wasn't who couldn't cover a soul mm-hmm. now you got justin coleman with and his per is the fourth best corner in the league right at 70 right exactly in, in the, the highest yeah, in the slot yeah right. and the highest was 76 right so exactly. you're, you're looking at this like right. they've upgraded in every single area mm-hmm. that they let that they let go this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and they're still going. Right, absolutely. So. Now, obviously, you know, once again, certain radio stations here in the Metro Detroit area want to say, well, you know, Seattle let you know Coleman go, and they signed this other guy for one point two million. You just paid this guy nine million. Here's the reality of the situation that everybody needs to understand: nobody does want to come here. I get that, right? It's yeah. Detroit, right? You don't have a you don't have a blue blood history of winning, right? You don't have this the city while it has so many great positive things at the same time, it's not Miami, 
right? Mm-hmm. It's not a you know, it's not a bud, it's not a budding lifestyle. You know what I mean? Where you can go and have all these these great things and investment opportunities and tax breaks and every other scenario you can think of, right? I mean, our roads suck. You know, we're getting tax breaks and cuts and everything snow else. snow yeah exactly yeah, right you know it's not nice in arizona or in california point being they had to pay to get these guys to come here right yeah. but at the end of the day if there's the plan and if these guys are going to come in and help us win i don't care i don't yeah. care what the price tag is anymore right i don't think the fans care and i also want to give i also want to say this too because of this way they've kind of set up some of these contracts right guys they're not done no. They're not done. I think they could, and that, that's kind of why I want to bring in too, is what do you think they go next, right? Because I think they could go, I still think they could technically go safety, right? Mm-hmm. I think they can go corner to truly play the outside, right, without having yeah. to maybe draft one. And I think they could probably go interior offensive lineman. I know they have to extend Graham Glasgow this summer. He's on the last year. He's, he's got to get extended. He's your center. He's played well. Once again, third round pick, finding him, that's value, right, mm-hmm. out of Michigan. So, I think that there's some pieces still that they can go add yeah. with the money they have available without completely blowing the wad. Yeah, I think um, I don't need a splash signing, but no, I do no, need. I, I, mean, I, I can get a starter. I, I think for seven million. I don't think I want. I would go corner because I like some corners that are in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, I think I would go. Probably, I'd actually probably find. I don't know if there are any old linemen out there. I guess you'd have yeah, to see who's yeah, around. I think you, yeah, you know I think you'd I mean? probably get a but couple. But I think I think somewhere yeah. in the old line area mm-hmm. because the stuff that you're going to be looking for. This is not the strongest old line draft. Nope. So when you're going draft scenarios, you have a couple good corners. Mm-hmm. You have greedy if you really want him at eight. If you love him, you right. can get him at eight. Right. Pretty easily. Absolutely. And confidently, you can even trade down and get him if you really want to do that. Probably because mm-hmm. no one is looking to get him early. Yep. Um, you could get um Devin White. Yeah, as an inside linebacker at eight, you know you have all these options Mm -hmm. from the draft that you can go into. But for free agency wise, I'd probably go for O line Mm -hmm. as it's the weaker, and then I'd probably go linebacker. Yeah, I think get another solidified like guy who's been here for a couple years playing Mm -hmm. in the league a little bit, a pass coverage linebacker, and I think you'll be pretty. My my only concern about taking a corner high right is that transition right between college and the pros is iffy you know what i mean mm. where i feel like if they can go sign somebody you know in the second wave here that's going to be coming up a lot of the bigger yeah. names have kind of already signed right but if they can sign somebody to kind of spot fill i feel like they'll be listen i'm actually when you put it that way you yeah. could go someone like eric Rowe if yeah. you want to sign him to a like short term yeah short term style gap because the guy i'm looking at and we say it every every week in the yeah. zone mock draft which you have to listen to in every every episode, single week leading the last up to the four draft. weeks we've been doing it yep but if you like that penn state corner yep i'm just kind of like i think mm-hmm. we need him mm-hmm. and he's projected to be our second round guy yep so if you can get him following behind Eric Rowe to learn for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And then you can throw him in. You have Coleman, then you have Slay. Yep. You can have a very solidified defensive yep. back group, right? which is kind of the area I would go for. That's why I don't want to – I mean, I'll be finding someone like Eric Rowe, but I don't want to go big. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't, yeah, there, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't I, – when, when I say go get a corner, I don't mean go spend, you know, four, you know five years, you know, $50 million, yeah, dollars, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is I want somebody to come in on a two-, three-year deal – who's going to be able to be a starter for me, right? And then I'm going to draft his replacement at some point. Because yeah. you got to think, Slay's coming up pretty soon. You're going to have to extend him probably again. You know what I mean? Because uh, he, he signed a four-year deal. So he's going to be hitting, you know, 27, 28, and you're 
probably going to you're going to have to extend him again. You know, you're going to have guys that are coming up, but if you can get it to a point where there's no discernible weak link in the defense anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You have a consistent, but like your D line is pretty good, right? Like if they take Ed Oliver, I'm not going to be mad about it, right? Because you're making a you're making a real you're making a strength a superpower at that point. Yeah. I get it, you know. They take Devin White, I'm cool. I'm not super high. I'm. Devin or Greedy Williams, but I would understand either way. But I think what you have you've done is you've given yourself enough flexibility now to where nobody knows what you're gonna do. Yes. You can go tight end. I think that's you can go scary. receiver. And I think that's scary for teams below them. Yeah. Especially when you're like the Bills mm-hmm. and they're projected to get someone like an Ed Oliver or yep. your or a couple of spots down there just projected to get like Montez Sweat. Yep. And you're looking, you're like, what if the Lions take him? Mm-hmm. Now you're kind of nervous because we filled gaps that we need. So now when you look at this team, there's not like, wow, we need that position mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more like just like it's almost like just extra, yeah, almost. right. It's it's making something maybe it's that's not a strong suit better, right? Stronger, yeah. Right? Like that first round pick. I mean, I guess if you say the weak link would be like our inside linebacker next to Jared, mm-hmm. could be our weak link, I guess. Yeah. But like, you look like you can get a, if we did get like Eric Rowe or something mm-hmm. defensively. Like, what's the weak link really? Right. Like, and I think now it's going to get to the point of just showing it, right? Yeah. I think that's really what it is. It's another year, right? I'm. All for trying to run the football, right? Mm-hmm. I think that people are going to be surprised. And I, I, let's be—I'm going to be full transparent. I have no like. There's no details supporting what I'm think, saying here, but I do think that the offense is going to be more explosive than people realize that it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be so contained where it's going to be run, run, run. No, run, I don't think run, so either. You know what I mean? When you have Marvin and Mar- Marvin Jones, Kenny right. Galladay, Danny, right. you're you're not going to be like having one receiver. I, I still think like, they take a wide receiver day too. In, in the second or Probably. third round. I think they do. I just think... I mean, if it's not my guy, Paris Camp, I think it will be somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they could take... I don't think they should take one any earlier than the third. Yeah. Probably. No, I, think, I think that... Yeah, I don't think they will, honestly. I think they'll probably... If they take defensive, I think they'll go offense in the second round. Probably tight end. But, yeah. well, you know, we'll, we'll hit more on that, obviously, in, in, our, in our weekly episodes. But you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? The, the ability to have... So many different players now. You have the ability and the opportunity to take one of probably the best five guys in the draft, right, defensively at eight, yeah. by doing what you're doing now. Yes. And and by by covering up these holes and getting better. You didn't just get marginally better. You got better at every one of these positions. Every person you signed, with the exception of, I, obviously Amendola isn't better than Golden Tate, but Amendola is better than Andre Ellington. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? would say from the end of the year yeah. to this moment. Right, your roster looks better now than it did Correct. At, you know, at the yeah. end of the Green Bay. Now, at the start of last year, this, I mean, Golden Tate, I guess, is the only exception, I would say. Right, but that's it, though. Like, Literally I'm going to, like, I would take Coleman over any over Agnew. Like, I liked Agnew in the slot, but Coleman, like you just said, oh, the numbers a, speak for itself. It's close. not even the close, right? <laughs> nah. I like... I would take Tracy Walker over Quinn. And uh, now, yeah, especially if we knew what was going to happen. Absolutely. Right, on a cheap... on a cheaper deal too and that's the thing people make this big deal and say that okay well you're not gonna you're you're gonna tame your 27 million dollar quarterback what if you're not taming your 27 million dollar quarterback what if you're just trying to make the rest of the team better so your 27 million dollar quarterback looks like a 27 million dollar quarterback again. yeah like god forbid that happens right like Derek carr he's 25 million dollar quarterback raiders just went and traded for antonio brown and gave him 50 million dollars right so don't tell me that guys that you can't build a team around a, a franchise player like Stafford and say that okay, well we don't have yeah. space or you're hindering this guy because you signed Daryl Bevel. Is there going to be an emphasis on running the football? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And if Carrion Johnson's the real deal, why wouldn't you? So my only concern about this team, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into season talk for just a minute here. Yeah, absolutely. Probably unplanned, but we're yeah, going to go sure. into season talk. Absolutely. We all have the time. Some of the teams that we're playing this year mm-hmm. are include Kansas City, mm-hmm. include Dallas, yep. include uh, the Eagles for the most part, mm-hmm. who have more explosive offenses. Yep. The Bears show yep. that they have a pretty explosive offense. Yep. I think my only concern is if you play someone like KC or like the Chargers. Can you keep up? Can you keep up? Right. Because your defense will be good. Yeah. But your defense, like against those teams, right. I'm not worried about like the Green Bays or mm-hmm. like, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like they can hold them to 13, 16 yeah, probably, exactly. I'm assuming. But I'm worried about the teams like the Kansas City, who's going to score 30 yeah, somehow. Are. are those, yeah. is our offense good enough right now to the point that we can score that and keep up no, with them? it's not. Straight up, it's not. Yeah. Right now, it's not. And I and that's full transparency, right? That's not being a homer. That's yeah. straight up right now. Because if you're looking at this lineup right now, yes, if Marvin comes back, I think he's going to be fine. Galladay, obviously, you know what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Strong-ass grown man is what you have in Kenny Galladay. I think Amadol is your safety blanket. I think Carrion comes back. I anticipate a couple of things happening. Number one, it's either they're going to start Tyrell Crosby at guard, right? Yeah. Or... They take a guy later. I really hope they don't take an offensive lineman day one or day two of the draft. I really, really don't want it. I think I that you you've got a lot of stuff invested in that offensive line. I don't think you need a high draft pick. That's why. That's why I want to go you know get I mean? one in free agency. Soon. Right. Absolutely. I'm with you on there. I think too. I think theoretic gets cut. I think that's going to happen because uh, maybe because here's why I say that you 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 have carry on you sign Zach Zenner. I think if you go sign another running back, especially I don't know where Theo fits in anymore. He's not he's not a threat for me coming out of the backfield anymore. He's a good route runner, right? Yeah. But his quickness and his ability to make people miss was zapped last year. I might yeah. as well have carry on run the angle at that yeah. point rather than um, rather than him. I agree with you to a certain extent on that. I think if they don't get anybody though, yeah. then I think, he stays. Yeah, I, agree. I think I think you could go four wide with him as as the fourth receiver mm-hmm. and playing a slot position. I think he could do marginally well yeah. with quick out routes and stuff mm-hmm. if, step, if they get the connection right. right. But if they get like a Mark Ingram or a right. literally any other slot guy <laughs> Right. Uh, I feel bad saying that, but like yeah. if they like if Bruce Allington becomes like the next great thing or yeah. whatever, yeah. then mm-hmm. sorry he'll probably be off. Yeah, or I, they get Mark Ingram. Right, I, but I, like you know, f- for me, I think he's good enough. Yeah, I, here's the thing, I, and you only need him out there for like two plays. Of drive for the only like, reason why I, I say he's the next guy, right? And I think Tavon Wilson might be another one. He's a he's a he's a locker room leader though, so he might be around for special teams, but. The only reason why I say him is just strictly because the number doesn't match the productivity anymore. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just such an easy thing and you have somebody like that. But all right, that's going to be it for this quick hitter episode. It's quick hitter four. Reminder that we are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, YouTube. Remember, these episodes are only for our podcast listeners only. Obviously, for YouTube people, we get to see the weekly. So make sure you subscribe on your favorite streaming services to the I'm Always Right Sports podcast. Once again, for the Merc Zone, I am the Mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.